Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw. Today we're going to be going into one of our NPC stories. Now next week we'll be Sharp and Quill, Episode 8. Join us now for our NPC story on Zolus. The Last Job of the Pirate Zolus. Dear Darwin, as we requested in order to complete the entire story of the defeated Cenebris, I will write down the small part I played in helping you achieve this tremendous feat. Just remember, you owe me one after this. Just over a year ago, I had my vision from Vimera, the night before the gods vanished. A vision of Tenebris, of Zamulet, of my death. I understood the vision was showing me possibilities. As in one part, the amulet was destroyed, and in another, the amulet summoned Tenebris onto our plane. I had no idea where to even begin with this information, so I just kept my eyes open for any sign of this amulet on a pedestal. It was on a run near the Isle of Storms that I found it. It was my first mate, Kaya. Heard there was a small ship all alone on a nearby island, and she heard they were treasure hunters. Now, we asked around the Isle of Storms, and we confirmed that these definitely were people looking to spend money, at the very least. So, paid off a few people, found out where they were looking, and followed their trail. Found a small island about two days' journey east. They landed on the only beach we could see, and were easy pickings, honestly. We boarded the ship at early light without needing to kill a single crew member. After getting them all gathered, getting their valuables together, they told us there were still a few people on the island. Akara was ready to leave them, take what we have from the ships and get out. But I saw some ruins in the distance on that island. Felt I at least had to take a look. So, I left Kara to guard the Hydra, took several men with me to search the ruins. We found an ancient temple to Vimera honoring her as the wild goddess of nature, rather than the dual nature that most temples attribute to her. She wasn't the Karen mother in this temple. She was just the force in the storm. Now, it wasn't much past this main doorway that we found the party that preceded us, and they were dead, mostly ripped apart. That got our attention. I drew my blade and crossbow right away, kept my eyes peeled for danger, but it was quiet in those first few rooms. I had the distinct impression that we were being hunted here, but everything about this place made me think of that pedestal, that altar I had seen in my visions, so I pushed my crew to keep going. A few spike traps I were able to avoid, old, like they'd been there for a long time, so the signs were easy to find them, and we navigated those ruins pretty easily. No sign of that creature though, whatever killed that previous group. That we did find the bones of old adventurers there. Eventually made our way to the back of a large chamber with an altar and found a little passage underneath into a crypt. I tell you the stench below there that wafted up, I must have been sealed down for a long time. I left two of my men to stand guard up here and report back if we didn't return in a few hours. That way the Hydra would know and could set sail. Deeper and deeper we descended and found the remains of acolytes of Umera, but there was some corruption in the area. Some foul necrotic magic. Powerful necromancy corrupted the area, turning what was once the temple of Umera into something unholy. But still no sign of any other life but us. We navigated these narrow hallways here and eventually found a sacrificial chamber. The floor and altar were stained red with blood. A deep red to show it had been used a long time ago and a lot. 
As we started to fan out and look around this final chamber, it was just a few clattering stones that gave us the only warning we had of the undead beast that guarded this temple. And this thing was massive. It must have been some sort of experiment by Tenebris, because it looked like the combination of uh, a Goristro, you know, the Minotaur thing, and a Glabretsu, the one with four arms, and two of them are like crab claws. Well, the Minotaur parts were this huge cracked horns, these powerful hooves, and just a massive frame. But it also had two smaller clawed arms, like a crab, spike joints, and a wolf-like head. This thing was rotting, with red-gray fur, it was matted and covered in dry blood, and two pinpoints of lights in its skull-like head. Now, it was holding on to the wall above us, and as soon as it let go, it crashed down on the floor, towering over us. It was nearly 20 feet tall. One of its crab-like appendages just snapped one of my crew in half, in a single quick motion, which sent the rest of us back and firing crossbows at it as quick as we could. The beast was in a frenzy, like any barbarian you've ever met. It came at us hurling stones that one cracked into the skull of another crewmate, while we sent bolt after bolt into this thing's chest, but it barely noticed him. I rolled as a clawed hand tried to snap at me and hacked at its ankles, trying to get it to stumble, but it seemed to make almost no impact in its skin. And there were only four of us left at this point, and I saw my men had an idea. So I kept this guardian distracted while I saw them tie a rope around the altar. And the other end though, they fashioned into a lasso. And that's when I realized what they were doing. But I had my own problems as this thing was slamming the ground in front of me trying to cut me in two. And I fired a bolt, actually hitting the thing in the eye. And as I did, that's when my men hurled the lasso at it, but just a little too late. I got a little angry with that bolt to the eye and it charged at that very moment. The rope missed, and it smacked me to the side in its fury. I rolled to my feet, but I had a hard time breathing at this point. Probably broke a rib or two. Fight wasn't over though. This thing had come around and started charging at me. I saw my men pulling the rope back as quick as they could, and I decided to try a guiding bolt. And you know how difficult that's been for me lately. But I pulled the energy in my hand and I waited. I waited for my crew. The last possible moment, and then dodged the sad, sending the bolt right into the Glabretzro's face. Not sure if that name will stick. It blinded the Glabretzro as I took a claw to the side, but the horn had been caught in the lasso, and as the rope grew taut, it yanked the beast's head down into the side, cracking its face into the floor, though the altar was nearly yanked out as well from the force of this thing. Soon as this guardian hit the ground, we pounced, my crew hacking at its neck, but it wasn't done yet. I started to stand, crushed one of my men under its hand while it launched another with a kick from its hoof. I was on its shoulders in a second as it got up. I fired my last shot from my hand crossbow into the back of its skull, and though it tried to shake me off, I tossed my hand crossbow to the side and grabbed onto one of its horns to steady myself as it was getting up. But I saw the crack that my bolt had made. So I drove my rapier into the back of its skull, running the guardian through. And the life left the beast. It came crashing to the ground, and we had a second to breathe. Well, I say a second. I went to whatever crew I could find that was still breathing, and did what little healing I had left to keep them standing. Collected the rest of my things, collected what we could off everybody else, and made sure 
The crew that was alive could get out of here. I prayed over the rest. They were under as heavily of a mirror after all. But, interesting thing was, because the beast had nearly yanked the altar out of the floor, we saw that it was actually meant to be moved, though maybe we forced it a bit. With the rope already taut, we helped use it to lift enough of the altar out of the way, and that's when I saw the pedestal from my vision, and sure enough, the amulet on top of it. I put it on immediately and saw my vision again, and felt a dangerous connection to the demon lord Tenebris, but I knew what I had to do next. We returned to the Hydra with what little loot previous adventurers had on them, and I retrieved my sending scroll, and then I cast the spell to inform you, Darvin, of what I had and that I was bringing it to you. We restocked back at the Isle of Storms, and that's when I told Kaya it was the time for me to pass on the mantle of Zolus. I told her when we got to shore I'd be heading to Ornithal, and that I would no longer return to my life on the seas. She never understood my connection to Vimera, but she did not question my actions. Because honestly, I think she really wanted to be captain of the Hydra. So, from there we set sail for Amaron, where Tenebris was waiting for me. But it was honestly thanks to the protection and aid of Sharp and Quill that I made it. I wouldn't have made it to Ornithal alive, if not for them. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. And so from there, you know the rest. Got the amulet, killed a demon lord, moved up in the world. And that's the story of how I acquired the amulet of Tenebris in the first place. Hope this helps you in your memoirs, Darwin. Yours, Zolus. P.S. Feel free to change the name Glabretzro, if you think of a better one. Thank you all for listening to our NPC stories. I really do enjoy doing this as a bit of world building outside of the actual campaign itself. And let me know if you enjoy this as well. Feel free to message us on Twitter at Rules is Written, or you can email me directly at dm at dndraw.com. You can also subscribe and leave us a comment wherever podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Until next time. And I hope to see you next time in the world of Ostia.